How many nice. fantasy teams do you have? I only have two this year. I shared three. And my other, like, my old work... So I'm in my work league and then our friend league, so two this year. And then I had an old work league with, like, old football people I used to work with from Ole Miss. But we didn't rally the troops in time this year, so... Did you win? Did you win your games, both of them? Um, I won the one... Oh, you mean this year? Yeah, or, like, have I yeah. won a... Uh, did you win week one? Oh, yes. I won week one in both. Nice. I'm number two in both my leagues right now. I have five leagues. Holy I went, shit. Yeah. Add me in your other leagues. And, they, and they, all, they all decided to set their drafts the day before the opening game. That's so what we did. So it was did. all four. Yes, it was during... Yeah, I drafted that same night. Yeah. And I had to do three other drafts <laughs> that same night. Mine wasn't and, as bad as you, but I did have two drafts happening at the same time. Like, my two drafts that I'm, or my two leagues that I'm in were going at the same time. And um, that was hard because I was, like, stressed. I was, like, going back and forth. So I can't imagine doing four. Yeah. Uh, only three of them were at one time. And it was, it was, it was disgusting. So I still have to find out which ones I want to focus on. Right now, I won in two. So I, I, I won my game in two of the leagues. Okay, so you're 50. You're 50% right no, now. I have five. Oh, I thought you said four. I have five. Okay, so. Four of them were on the same draft night, though. Okay. Um, and so I lost in three of them. So you're 40-60 right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was, I couldn't figure out the math. You went so focused on that. You're like, where the hell did she pull that from? <laughs> yeah, it's like 40-60. Let do it. Let do with, what? Enough with the fantasy. Let's get enough into with the fantasy. enough Let's with make the this fantasy. Real. Let's make this real. Alrighty. My name is Trini. Also here is Savannah Woods. Follow us on our podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, and of course, follow us on Twitter. We tweet funny things at I am Trini and at Savannah Woods. At Woods Savannah, close. Sorry, at Woods Savannah. Yep, yep. And at I am Trini. Um, great content today as we go uh, past week two of college football and, uh, and of course, week one of the NFL. But looking at our college football games, looks like I'm uh, 2-0 and right now in my predictions for Tennessee's season. I remember I said we win the first one, which was kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And... I said we'd lose against Pitt. Pitt, It's always something with going to these cross-conference games with Tennessee recently. And and I knew it would be a struggle. So, with that game, uh, Joe Milton has now shown that what he showed us in game one is consistent as it would ever be. In a bad way. In a terrible way. He still has a cannon arm that's overthrowing all of our receivers. <laughs> He's overthrowing everybody on the field. Um, and and what's tough is that he still has he's still uh, being considered a starter. If he uh, he did get hurt in the game, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Hinton Hooker came in, but Hinton Hooker being con- is my quarterback for Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah, he did give he us in the be best starter. Best time to win. He gave us in the best position to win. 
Um, he should be all starter compared to what we saw in yeah, both quarterbacks. Something needs to be translated because it's cl- it's clear that whatever Joe Milton is doing in practice is it, it what he's doing not on what the he's, field. It's not what's going on in the game because yeah. it, cl- it it must be something that the coaches and everyone is seeing during practice that Joe Milton is hitting these passes. He's making right decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually he's pretty not, fast. He had but he's a great, not executing in the game. Yeah, so that's where 50 it matters. Plus run. He was he was our highest rusher. On a on this past game, <laughs> uh, which was kind of embarrassing, uh, the running game was not good. But he got fifty. He had that fifty-four yard run. Um, that uh, kind of uh, that kind of boosted his stats there. So he's he's not bad. He's just it's it was it's some inconsistency coming from practice and into the game. Yeah. And uh, I think we just need to find that translation and make sure that we can get that transfer from practice into what it what we want to be a good season right right and i i agree with that but i do think there is a point in which you need to figure out early on rather than when it's too late um where you need to monitor and adjust and who is going to execute because while he may be performing at practice clearly we're not seeing that at least from game one and game two and then you know, you've got somebody who's his number two that came in and you know put up a better game than him, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like and... I'm not even mad about him. Like Hinton Hooker had, he had an interception. Um, uh, I had a couple missed throws, but I wasn't even mad about the interception. I think the interception was more on the the defense. Like that was just a great play by the defense, and that's yeah. that's the way I saw it. But uh, well, but it... all in all, he he was driving us down the field. He's he had a scoring. Um, he he ran the ball a couple times. He was our second highest rusher of the yeah. of the day. <laughs> Does it show? Um, so. I, I don't know if you know this, and we we don't have to pull it up. But I'd be curious the completions, but for Milton versus him yeah. in terms of percentage, because I think. Joe Milton was seven and twelve, so that's okay. like uh, that's six, for this game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 7 of 12, and uh, Hendon Hooker was 15 of 23. Okay. What's that math? I'm going to do this right now. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. 7 of 12 is 58%. Okay. 15 of 23 is 65%. It's a higher completion rate. Higher oh. completion. Sorry. Better time management. He's not overthrowing his receivers. Like, I te- I mean, we were texting when this game was happening because we didn't watch it together, and I told you, I was like, this guy looks freaking good. Like, he should be your starter. But w- we'll see what happens. I do think there's a point in which if Joe Milton can't execute on the field and you know, Hooker is executing and clearly had a higher completion, and almost other than a couple of mistakes, towards the end, you know, I thought you guys, you guys kept it a close game, and I thought you guys were on the rise for that win there right at yeah. the end. I mean, he it could it truly yeah, he kept you in the game because I think in again, my opinion, but I think if Joe would have been in the game, it would have been a significantly wider. I think range, so too. That second to I think that second drive of the game, that's when he missed that wide open uh uh pass to um who was he passing to? I think it was to Jacob Warren. And and he just missed him. It was a touchdown. And then they ran that same play later on in the game with Hendon at quarterback. Nailed it. Boom. Yeah. I was like, great. Accuracy. That's what we're supposed to do. Accuracy. 
accuracy. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, um, but no, so I'm I'm one and one on my Tennessee prediction. I had given y'all the win over Pitt. I mean, I felt <laughs> I felt confident. You guys like truly that that second half. I was like, there was something in a comeback that I thought was happening, and you guys were right. close, we were, and you fought it we out down to the by end. two touchdowns, and and but there was a point you were only down by one touchdown. There I was think, a point right where we were supposed end. to tie the game up, but yeah. ref screwed us, and then a terrible fourth down call that uh, that if you watch the game, uh, listeners, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But did did you did you see the play? So um, I'm trying to remember what exactly. It was. I mean, Hinden, I obviously was watching it, but Hinden I don't remember. Ran, uh, scrambled for uh, a couple yards. We I think we were like on the like on the six yard line. And that's where the first down marker was, at the six. And he got tackled, and clearly in replay, you could tell that Hinden got either on the first down line or past it. He got that first down. Mm-hmm. And um, they they spot the ball about half a yard behind it. And we were like, whoa, no, 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 no. And I, I'm surprised that the coach didn't, didn't challenge, challenge it. it. That would have been, right? I mean, when you're right there about to score in the red zone and it's to tie up the game, that's kind of a crucial moment to challenge. And so we um, we decided to run the ball, and it was a similar play we ran earlier in the in the game where it did work. I, I believe it did get us a touchdown with Jalen Wright, um, but Jalen Wright is is a small running back. Um, he didn't have the best game. He only had 14 yards and a touchdown, um, but it's fourth and inches, and we get in shotgun formation. And and hand it off to Jalen, and then he gets tackled for like a yard loss, and then turnover. Yeah, right th- right I do remember that now that we've talked through it because that was that was critical to right. to get in the end zone. And I think right before that is when I was live betting and I put money on Tennessee. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a huge mistake. No, and, and throughout I, the game, I learned my a- lesson. I learned my lesson. I'm not gonna. I even tweeted it into the atmosphere. If you follow me, you would know. If you don't, you should watch for this coming week. But. That's, it's in the it's out in the universe. I will not put money on a live bet for Tennessee ever again. Yeah, no, I got and, burned. And I'm not saying like you shouldn't have hope in Tennessee. Like, no, was, I do, it, I do. It I is gave now, y'all the win on that. Now, given the outcome of the game, it was a that was a terrible bet. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tennessee really uh, uh, shot themselves in the foot the entire game. A um, lot of lot of dumb penalties. Uh, there was another drive where Milton was still in the game after that 54 yard quarterback run we are in the red zone about four yards out from the goal line and then next thing you know it is third and 37 well third and goal but from the 37 yard line because we penalty 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 oh my god it was terrible i was like what is wrong with you guys so those were a couple drives where we we could have gotten touchdowns under joe milton and then um at the end of the game with hinton hooker with uh the, well, the two plays with Joe Milton was the miss throw and then that one where we were on the goal line. Then we backed ourselves up 30 yards. But then when Hendon um, uh, on that fourth down play, um, it, it was just it was just tough. We just kept having bad luck and, and a lot of bad penalties. So, yeah. Well, uh, the way we, that we y'all – We could have won. We the were, way, yeah, the way that y'all looked um, there, especially when you guys had some momentum going, you completely could have won. Uh, it was errors, mistakes, and – Honestly, I think not um, now that we're talking about that play where they, they should have or could have challenged. Like, those are critical parts of a game that could change the trajectory, that make or break a less than, you know, two touchdown scoring game. Right. Because we, yeah. we did get the ball back after that 
after that drive because we we stopped them and then we got the ball back and then we we just didn't make it down the field. Yeah, um, but no, I'm uh, I was hurt by that li- the live betting on Tennessee. I will not live bet on them again. Um, How much you lose? Like five hundred? Oh yeah, big Damn. baller, big baller. Tough, tough look, kid. No, tough look. Um. But that's how that game went this week. We play Tennessee Tech. So this is our week to kind of uh, uh, not treat it as a scrimmage, but definitely um, Get solidify. Your Get your kinks worked solidify out. Solidify where each player is and their playing capabilities and and, 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 and uh, kind of figure out, who, one, who our quarterback is, and then uh, going from there. Because the week after that, we play Florida in prime time at 7 p.m. Eastern time in Gainesville. You, we, we can't be going in with any uh, uncertainties for that game. Yep. So, no, um, I agree with that. Tennessee like, this, this is your last – it's kind of that last game. Like, these first three games are like, you need to get your shit figured out. You need to know what your game plan is. You need to work out the errors. You need to stop having the the penalties because someone's jumping and doing a false start. Like, those are the things that are going to make or break big SEC play games. And this is the last week to work those kinks out. And we're feeling that over at Ole Miss, too. Like, we play Tulane this coming week, and then right after that we go in and we play Alabama at Bryant-Denny. So we're the same way. It's like this is the last game you've got to really figure out your, like, get those bearings in the ground, any types of errors you need to work through, because after this we're heading into SEC play. On that point, uh, you say we're the same. I think we, we just talked about it. I don't think y'all should be looking over Tulane. Yeah. By the way, that's the end of my Tennessee notes. Let's talk about Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump into Ole Miss. So, yeah, we've got I, Tulane y'all, this week. Y'all shouldn't look past Tulane. No, we were just talking about this. We can't. We can't look yeah, past this it. this is not your – you said the three-game stretch of where it's like, oh, we're going to figure stuff out. Tulane is your game. Tulane will be a game. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think I think we'll come out on top. I think we'll <laughs> give ourselves some margin. But I think Tulane is wearing stickers on their helmets of their SEC championships from the 30s. Tulane used to be in the SEC. You know, you still rocking them stickers. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, hey, remember in the 30s when we won the Green Wave. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it is a game and it will be a game. I think we'll have some wiggle room to still work our kinks out too. Um, I think this will be a really good indicator of. A better and more competitive team than obviously Austin P. Or, you know, we didn't know much about Louisville like as the season opener, but we were saying they were projected to be this great team, and then we kind of got in there and we didn't see any of that from them, so it wasn't as much of a, a fight. Um, but yeah, I think Tulane will be a great game. You know, last week, um, a for, couple things like in regards to our game that I think we need to against Austin P. Against Austin P. Um, Austin Pay. Austin Pay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I think there are some things and there were some moments where I was super disappointed in what I saw against Austin P that we really need to come back and make sure that we've got fixed or work on with Tulane before we go into Bama. Um, was so, it because that you, um, were like disappointed in the actual play or was it because it, that play happened against Austin P? Um, because I was disappointed in like if the, same the play execution against, of the play. If the same play happened against Bama, would it just be like, oh, well, Bama screwed it up for us? Yeah, I think I was disappointed in the execution of a couple of plays. We had, I think, seven penalties 
in less the, than Tennessee. Uh, well, no, that's not for the game. I think <laughs> oh. that was like the first half. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact number, but it was we gave up, and I can Google it. Um, hunt like over, I think, 125 yards in penalties. Um, Total, or in that, or in that first half. Let me let me look. I don't want to miss say. I don't remember. Um, I've slept since then, but right, right. The Ole Miss penalty. I was gonna say it sounds pretty. It it, it uh, our teams are not doing well in penalties. They, we we are racking them up. We had the whole targeting thing in week one with Ole Miss, and now we have stupid mistakes made against Austin P. It, it was just like flag after after flag, and I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, well, that, were, would, that we, was something I'd be frustrated with. Like, it, it was frustrating. This shouldn't happen against uh, Austin P. Austin, Ole Miss, penalties, Austin P. And I can't even find um, – here it is. Yep. <laughs> Ole Miss was penalized 12 times total in the game. I think it was seven going into half, so that mm-hmm. was right. Okay. For a total of over 130 yards that we gave up in penalties alone, if you do that against Tulane this week, you do that against Arkansas, you do that against Auburn, Alabama, that is that determines a game right there just in penalties, no matter how good your defense is, your offense is. You give up 130 yards. Right. And I mean, it, it, 12 penalties? Like, it was just, and it was stupid stuff. It was people uh, not being prepared, not ready for the snap, delay game. I think we had like four false starts. I love my alignment, but like we can't be doing that. And I as, hate false starts. And especially like, no offense, but especially against like Austin P. Of all people, like I knew it, it was because Austin P. It, well, and it's just like <laughs> it's not like the defenders that our alignment are lining up against are the three hundred eighty pound. Six five, you know, defensive linemen of your Alabama or your Auburn that are, you know, coming at them, or the linebackers that are rushing up against. No, like it was Austin P. And we're half, like they're half our size, and we jump up like and have a false start four times. Are you kidding me? Like it was just stupid stuff like that that we can't afford to do in this week's game or from at this point moving forward. I don't want to see that. No and way. we can't give up 130 yards. And that's what was disappointing for me. Then there was a one play that, from a defensive standpoint, scared me. Um, that Austin P kept going back to. They ran it like four freaking times in a row. And we could not defend against it without either them completing or we would get a P.I. Because we had like we could not adjust, and they kept running that play because they identified our weak spot in the defense and ran it over and over and over and kept getting first downs, and I think they scored twice on that same play. And it was a play <laughs> where um, Austin P. had... Austin P. Austin P. had two wide receivers out uh, to the left, went, ran deep, and it was one-on-one, like, man-to-man coverage. He would run about, like, 15, 20 yards and then cut back across the field. And they ran that play at least four times in a row. On that play, we got two PIs, and then the other two they completed because we could not cover it. And they recognized that, and they kept running that play. And even, like, the commentators on our game were like, Austin Peay's, you know, found a weak spot in the Ole Miss defense and they're just going to keep going back here and that's sure enough what they did and if we can't make those adjustments against you know 
that team, how can we make that this week in Tulane or against Alabama or Tennessee or whoever? Right, and this quarterback is going to take advantage of you. Yeah, I mean, like, they're going to – every team great, is They have a great that. offense at yeah. Tulane. Um, I'm looking at my, uh, the stats for Tulane right now. Their freshman uh, quarterback, Michael Pratt, has 18 – over 1,800 yards already this season and 20 touchdowns? Whew. Is that correct? 20? Is that – no way. I mean, what, they put up 35? No, that can't, 20 touchdowns or 20 points from a touchdown. This sounds even more correct. 420 and five touchdowns. Okay, that sounds, I think yeah, that sounds like, more accurate. Yeah, I think this is like the, I think this is like last season or something. Yeah. No, I mean, I they're, like, they're a good on. team. Hold on, is this guy that good? Is this go, this guy going to be a Heisman candidate? What the hell? <laughs> okay, that sounds more, that sounds more. They're a good team. Um, almost upset Oklahoma week one. They obviously, I think they won, what, week two? They put up like 65 points against whoever they played. Um, I think to the point earlier, it will be a good fought game, and, and we're going to see maybe the competition that we talked about we would have expected out of Louisville, but we didn't get here. Um, but a couple of like notable things that I saw on Twitter, and I want to give credits to Nick Suss with the Clarion Ledger because I, I sure as heck didn't pull these stats. But just a few worth noting if y'all didn't catch um, this again for the Ole Miss-Austin P game. Um, through week two, Matt Corral is the only remaining Power 5 quarterback to average more than 10 yards per pass attempt. Um, and he's been attempting more than 25 yards per game and has yet to throw an interception on that stat. Knock on wood. Um, Ole Miss also leads the nation through game two with seven fourth down conversions. No other SEC team has converted more than three fourth down conversions, and we have seven after two games. So um, two of those things, I think, super um, notable. That makes me feel good about where we stand uh, offensively. Um, and I'm trying to look from a defensive standpoint. Um, the big highlight was... Uh, we had two sacks um, against Austin P, and that was the first Ole Miss defender since that 2016 team uh, that we talked about. That was great. That was great. Um, and Benito Jones was the last defensive uh, lineman that we had that has that many sacks going into week three after two weeks of playtime. And, again, best defense we've had since 2016, and Benito was on that same team a senior that year. So. Mm-hmm. Gives me hope, but again, like there was, there were just a lot of weak points that I think I saw more against Austin P that I didn't recognize as much in Louisville that we've really got to work on. Again, they're going to throw the same play four times in a row, and he beats you two out of four and completes it, and the other two, you give him 15 yards on a P.I. So there, there's 30 yards or he completes it, and either way, it's a lose for us. Just think about the different approach of conversation that we're having right now talking about our teams. And just think about Bama. They probably come out, come to these podcasts like this, and they're just like, oh, we didn't score 60 points. We only scored 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we only beat them by 55. We let them put up 14 points. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Why can't we be Bama? They they look perfect to us. They're, uh, they're probably having their own little, like, pity party. Like, I can't believe this happened. I'm like, yo, shut up. Yeah. 
I mean, to that point, every single team, right, is going to have whether we win, we lose. Like, I mean, I won. That's and I, I, two and oh. But that's that's a growth mentality, right? Like, I, I think if we weren't having these conversations, like we're we're still two and oh, but I'm always looking to get better, and I sure as hell hope our team and our coaches are, and I, I right. know for a fact that they are too. And I think it's the growth mindset within like the fan bases, whether it's you guys, us, or Bama, that like as much as you know, you hate to see him win time and time again, or like we're all, I mean, we're still having a, a positive kickoff to our season. Like we're always looking to get better and improve. And um, if we can't capitalize on that and talk about that, then like, what can we do? And then we get cocky and we mess up and, and we, we aren't as good as we think we are. Right. So we got to keep thinking forward. How do we grow? How do we adapt? How do we change execution? Where Like, where do we keep the process improvement from here for the rest of the season? Right. And a lot of people, I think some Bama fans are actually, they they try to act humble, and I I keep thinking about it about this time where um well not this time that time when Clemson beat them in the national championship. As some people don't know, the the marching bands typically are the first ones there and the last ones to leave. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't leave with the fans. And when Clemson beat Bama, there was a band member of the million dollar band over in Tuscaloosa that posted a video of them like looking sad. And the caption was, "When you have to sit through the opponent's championship confetti in the in the trophy ceremony," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Next year you'll be sitting through your own, and the year after yeah, that, and the year and, before that, and you were already were." And I, I'm over here sitting, hoping hoping that we go six and six. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Get the fuck out of my face! <laughs> Golly. Uh, I'm like, what, old man? Like, I, even just. Going to a national—I mean, you guys are more recent than we are. Our last national championship we won was in the '60s. Like, I mean, uh, we were our parents were barely alive, if alive then. Like, I like you said, barely alive. <laughs> I mean, I think what I, Ole Miss's last national championship was like '64, '65. I mean, my dad was born in '65. My dad was born. So, like, if he was, if I think it was '64, maybe. So he might not even been alive. Like, that's crazy. Like, we aren't even. We aren't even able to if go see them, a national if, championship, if these and they're fans like, "We're putting our shoes." Like, I, I don't know what they would do. Like, if they if they went more the than, if they went more than two years without winning a championship, they're like, "Fire Saban, well, cancel everybody." I mean, hot take. I don't know what they would do. Well, they half of the people that are Bama fans wouldn't be Bama fans if they weren't bandwagon winners. Let's be honest. True. Like, yeah. who's a who would be a true blue Bama fan if they? Didn't win sixteen championships. If they went six and six for five consecutive years in a row, I wonder how many diehard Bama fans would actually be Bama they fans. They got to go to a regular bowl game. Like yeah. The, how know. many Bama fans would actually be there? Because let's be honest, the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> yeah, like, and and then they consistently went like six and six at the Liberty Bowl for <laughs> half a decade. How many of them would still be Bama fans? I'm gonna tell you. I bet. 80%. Fing, they gone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, like, at the same time, we're like, oh, their fans can't deal with it. Well, like, I don't know. They're not going to deal with it because they're going to they're gonna yeah. leave as soon as it goes back. Like, hot take, but I don't know if some of these people are necessarily diehard true fans that would stick it out. So, hey, we're that's where I think fan bases differ. Not to say that there aren't true diehard Bama fans. There are. Mm-hmm. Totally. And we know that. But... Let's be honest, like, if they had the seasons 
that Tennessee and Ole Miss have had in the past that we've lived through. I mean, God, who doesn't remember when Ole Miss lost to Jacksonville State, went 2-10 in 2008 or 2009 under Houston Nutt. I remember that, but I'm still – I mean, I lived through that misery, but, like, you you do what you do for because you you're a fan and the fan base will stay if they're true fans. Right. And I think that's where they'll continue to go to games. It'd be interesting to see if they like didn't make it. We're gonna be counting down the yeah. days. We will. Um, I'm I'm a, like I guess twenty years from now when Nick Saban finally retires, we're gonna be looking back on this podcast and be like, ah, I knew it. Here yeah. they there they go. There go the fans. <laughs> where are they gonna go next? <laughs> don't come here. Don't. We don't want you. No, we don't. Um, but no, I, yeah, I think it'll be interesting um, just to sh- see how it all shakes out. But ultimately, to, to round out my team and just kind of jump like a little bit more into the SEC and like fun games we foresee. And, um, you know, I think Ole Miss will, will beat Tulane and then we'll be prepping for Bama the week before. The over under is 76 right now mm-hmm. on our game. And you bet the under. I have not bet yet, but I think I'm going to. No, I told you to bet the the spread. You told me to bet the spread, which was plus minus 14. Yes, and bet to Lane to beat the over, spread. Over under 76. I don't think I'm going to bet the over under. I, I like. Uh, well, because if you look at Oklahoma, we were talking about this. If you look at Oklahoma, Tulane, they, they put up 75. Just so, think if that was the score for one, this game, too, yeah. and you lost by one point. It like, would be a one-point difference for the over-under. <laughs> and, like, Ole Miss and Austin P only, that only totaled 71. I mean, Tulane's going to put up more than Austin P did, but still, like, we might not That's put a up. a lot of it, points. Well, and also, we might not put up as much offensively against a Tulane defense. So, like, just looking at those last games, I don't feel comfortable with that over-under. So, I'm not going to bet that. I'll probably... I'll probably bet the spread, which and is, it, it, is it has been going up all week because everyone was smashing it at the beginning of the week. And they're yeah. like, oh, that's a hell of a good bet. Yeah, like it, it back when it was, you know, 60, 60 and now it's up, you know, 76. It's up 16 points. That's a huge difference. Um, but a couple of fun games just like going into this Saturday that I'm excited to watch. Obviously excited to watch the Bama-Florida game. Mm-hmm. Um, we you were said ta- you bet Florida to win? No, I said, should I bet Florida? Oh, and I, I mean, told you, fuck no. You told me no, but I'm like, maybe I'll just put $5 and see what happens. <laughs> see what happens? You yeah, never know. I can tell you what happens. You lose $5. Yeah, I mean, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I think that'll be a fun one to watch. I did, we were just talking, other games that I think will result in upsets or just like be good competitive games, Mississippi State, Memphis. Uh, Memphis. Memphis all the way. The 901, catch up with me. Yeah, let's go. Y'all know. I'll let your boy. That's my hometown. Go Tigers. T-I-G-E-R-S. Tigers. Yeah. Yeah, my dad's an alumni in Memphis, um, so I always play for them as long as they're not playing. And they're playing Mississippi State. Of course. So you got to. I mean, but regardless if they played State or not, I tend to pull for them unless they go up against Ole Miss. But Memphis is a damn good team. Um, right yeah, now, a little bit. Yep. right now the spread on that game is three and a half. So like everyone's projecting it to be a close game. They're giving state the the edge. The right? edge. Saying I mean, just being win. SEC. But I bet money on. I, I did we're put money down on Bowl. Memphis. I put, you know we're in Memphis, right? Yeah, I put money down on Memphis. I told you that. Like I think that'll be a good game. And then another close upset game to watch is the 
uh, Auburn-Penn State game that we were talking about. Um, Penn State is favored, but Auburn is 2-0, and and they're looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Once that again, will for... be – that's also slated for a close game. Uh, any other big games in your on your outlook that you're excited about? Um, but no, no, I've been keeping up with all ACC. I'm going with Florida, Bama, and then, of course, the Penn State. Um, no, I'm – the Mississippi State-Memphis game definitely the one I'm going to be watching the most – on 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 Saturday, because Auburn, Auburn, sorry, Alabama, Florida, mm-hmm. that game, I'm just gonna be like, I'll check the score, and if Bama's up by 20, I'm not touching it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then Auburn, I'm not Penn gonna State stick around here, and if it's a close game, I'll pick up at the end. But I will watch that whole Memphis and Mississippi State game. Um, any other games that that come up? Uh, you you know, Coastal Carolina was 16th in the nation right now. Really? Yeah, Coastal Carolina, because you Wait, know they had it, that great season. I think a couple years ago or is last Coastal- season. I guess it depends which poll we're looking at because I think Ole Miss is 16 in AP, the AP poll this week, and then we're 17 in the coaches poll. So they must have us beat in one of them, whichever one, because like we're 16 and one and 17 the other. So they might be 16 and one, and we might be like we might be flip flopped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I see 17. Okay. 17 for Ole Miss. All right. Yeah, I saw we were 16. Y'all are ranked lower than Coastal Carolina. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, in one of them, we were ranked 16, and in another poll, we were ranked 17. So they're ahead of us in one, and we might be, like, flip-flopped in the other. Got it. Uh, I'm just happy to be fucking top 25, baby! Woo! Yeah, yeah, that's, that must be nice. Uh, who? Let's see. Nice. SEC in the top 25, Ole Miss, Arkansas, uh, Alabama, Georgia, there's one A&M, A&M. I think there's one more. I think there was six, but it could for sure those five because I remember I looked when it was Ole Miss, Arkansas, Alabama, Georgia, and A&M for sure. I know we're top 25. Auburn's, I might be Auburn's missing 22. one more. There you go, Auburn. And you say Florida? No, I because I remember four. that. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, seven. seven. All right. Good job. That well, looks, that looks pretty good. I had five. Um, but, yeah, I'm just pumped up to be top 25. Uh, excited for the coming games. Uh, I think that's all I got from me, though. And Anything else from you? Just uh, trying to fix my fantasy leagues. Trying to make sure that I got the right team. Because, you know what? I had um, uh, Brandon uh, Ayuk, whatever his name is. Dude, I had him. He put up uh, nothing. And, and, yeah. And the thing is, I, I also... On- also in that same team, for some reason, I guess I wasn't paying attention to this draft. I also had Debo Samuel, but he was on my bench. Oh no! Brandon Put Ayuk up zero got points. zero points. No, I know because I have Debo him, Samuel and I was got thirty-two. I can't believe I made that mistake. Yeah, no, I had. Um, I also made that mistake. He put up zero. You know, I dropped his ass. <laughs> I dropped – well, he's questionable, so, like, oh, yeah, he didn't put up anything, and now he's questionable. I was like, he gone. Get him off my roster. Yeah, he gone. I picked up uh, Shepard instead, who put up, like, I think 27 or 28 points nice. for the Giants. Um, So, we'll see. But, yeah, I dropped him like a hot freaking cake. I, I'm done with him. But I had that exact same thing happen to me. He put up Maybe nothing. with NIL and – well – has there ever been a discussion of fantasy college football? No. Uh, I 
don't want to say yes. I don't want to say yes or no. Because I, I was about to say no, but I don't want to not it, say it, Maybe it was an NIL thing. Because, like, we couldn't put them in video games or anything like that. Maybe maybe fantasy college football is the next move. If you want to hop on the the fantasy college football train, I, I will hop on it with you. We can design it. We can build the platform. Or we can just knock on the right doors and or tweet at the right people <laughs> and then get this thing started. Yeah, um, I think we should. I'm, like, I'm Googling if they're college fantasy football. Um looks like there's something with Yahoo. Um, I know there's like Pick'ems. Oh, what do you Pick'ems? Yeah. Um, no, it looks like there used to be a Yahoo College Fantasy Football, but then this was back from 2019, 2018. It says, unfortunately, Yahoo College Fantasy will no longer offer this moving forward. Dang. So, it probably had something to do with players making money. I would... I think it that would change. Would, yeah, I, I think that makes a lot fantasy of sense. Fantasy football all around. I'll have five, next year, next five year. leagues in the NF for the NFL fantasy, and then I'll have at least seven. Of course, no, I hope not. I sure do hope not. Something I'd like to hear from you guys, if anybody cares or wants to message us, creative fantasy names, your best name you've got this year, or your hot take from a game. But, like, I want to know. That's, no, go, go ahead. I, I, I just want to hear. I feel like people have really creative fantasy team names. That's all ended. What is what is your, of the two leagues that you have, which one is your favorite? Your uh, favorite my name? My name. Yeah. So I got to give um, some creds to my friend Madison. She helped me come up with this one. But I, we were trying to do our name based off of like an elite, like a better player that we had on our leagues and like incorporate their name in our team name. Mm-hmm. So I have Lockett. And he put up, I think, high 20s in his points, like week one. And so um, I, my name is Pop, Lock It, and Drop It. Nice. And like, so we like worked the names into our name of like a player we had. Um, so that's mine. Mine is uh, one that I also had last year and I just reused it. I, I, yeah, I'll Once you get a good fantasy name, like, yeah. it, it, sometimes it just sticks. Mine is Lucky Trini. And it's my face on a penny. That's the logo. <laughs> so lucky penny. You created a lucky. custom logo. Yes, I did. <laughs> What's wrong with that? So I'm just, I'm dying right now. Like, I can imagine you being like. Do you want to see it? Lucky Trini, I'm on a penny. Yeah, lucky, lucky Trini. There he is. Lucky, lucky Trini is. Shut up. Oh, my God. Send me this right now. I'm tweeting <laughs> that. I need it. Lucky Trini is 0-1. Send me that, please. I need your face on a penny right now. (laughs) Lucky Trini is not too lucky. You guys, he edited his face on a penny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I got a tear coming out. I'm going to wipe my tear on you because that's real. That was a real tear. Oh. oh my God! Um, well, I think <laughs> we, I think we ended there. Lucky Penny, he or Lucky Trenny, he's on a penny. Yeah, uh, stay, stay lucky out there, people. Stay lucky. Hope your teams win, and we'll see you next week. Toodles.